Hey guys, welcome in. It is Brad with College Sportscast, and we are here tonight to do our weekly game day pick'em show. Welcome back. It's Brad with College Sportscast. I've got John Hammonds here with me tonight. And we've been doing this now for 15 weeks. Game day pick'ems. What's up, yeah. Hammonds? What's up, man? <laughs> 15 straight weeks. 15 I can't straight weeks. Of college football. 15 straight weeks of torture having to be with you every week. That, that, that's my that's my reward. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. It's your, it's your, it's your punishment. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. I can't believe the college football season is completely over, like the regular season. It's, it's get, it's getting to the point where it's wild. College basketball. Well, and and college basketball is ramping up. I mean, you got finals this week. There's a lot of games that are not even being – like there's only one game tonight, I think, I, when Iowa State's playing, but the rest of the games are just little cupcake games. Like a lot uh, – during this kind of time, it, it gets kind of slow with with the scheduling and the basketball up until the – up until – especially the weekends. Yeah. Through the week it is um, in December, so it's kind of a slow week this week. So bear with us on our game day pickums. But I do have several basketball games that are presented by the fanboys. And log on to homefieldapparel.com. Use our code CSCast for a fifteen percent discount. Or right now. <laughs> You can log on, um, and they have a 12 days of Christmas special, and each day is something different. So you can cash in and get some cool gear, college apparel, premium college apparel, vintage apparel. It's really cool stuff. Check them out. Um, and I think you'll enjoy it. I've got a couple of pieces now, and it's really good quality stuff. Again, that's homefieldapparel.com. All right. So the first thing I want to get to, John, is last week's numbers. And I'll get them up scrolling at the bottom now. So, John, in football, I went six and four. You went seven and three in the championship week. Um, and in basketball, I went three and four and you went four and three. So you beat me on both sides. And that might be the first time you've done that. Just so you know, I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. give yourself a round of applause. Yeah. <laughs> um, for the season in college football, I am 89 and 63. John, you've made a little bit of a comeback. You're 79 and 73. You're above 500 now. So, um, and college basketball, basketball, have just been doing it 14 and 12 on the season. We are equal at 14 and 12 on the season. So, try to keep y'all up to date on that. I will keep that scrolling as we go along tonight. <clears throat> Our first game that we're going to talk about is the only 
College football is a tradition. This game is always after championship week. It is Army versus Navy. Both of these teams are five and six. So my question to you before we start this, have they saved a spot for the winner in one of these bowls? I, I believe they have. I think I think for the Does military Army bowl. Army and Navy get to go bowling? I think they do in the military bowl. Whoever wins gets to go. So it's it basically boils down to whoever wins this game gets to go to a bowl. And, and that's that's a big thing. Like you got a lot to play for this weekend. Um, you know, and not they're just, both five and six. So the winner is six and six and, and qualifies well, for a bowl. And not even that, not even the fact that they're going to a bowl. This is just a game for the country um, in general because it's Army. Yeah, Navy. absolutely. Our, our, our history, you know, there's yeah, been they some go really- all out in, in, in uniforms and history. Yeah, it's it's like a big deal. We've had presidents show up to the games. Um, you know, we've had snow games between Army and Navy before. Like, there's been some intense games in this series. And I'm going to be honest with you, I think this is great for college football. Um, I think a lot of the, you know, military teams should play more often. Um, you see it, I think, with Air Force, they play some teams here and there. But I think it should be a more modern thing that we get to see this every so often because it's a big deal. And and especially when Army and Navy play, you can a lot of times you can throw out records in these games because it doesn't really matter who's better than who because usually the – I don't know how to say this. Like, usually you have one team that, like, for one year they had – I think Army was – really, really bad, and Navy upset them. And then there was a year where Navy was not really good and Army beat them. So it's basically uh, it's basically just for bragging rights, and it's yeah. a chance to the country to come together and, and watch two teams compete for, for their country, and, and that, that's a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Robert. And my – Oh, and my so, pick. Glad you're with I got us. Ar- I got Army so by three. Army, by the way. Army is I favored. I think yeah, Army cover, is so. favored by three on DraftKings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I know that Navy has a new coach. Their coach retired at the end of this game last year. Mm-hmm. He had been there like 17, 18 years. Um, yeah. This is their coach's first season this year. Like I said, they're both five and six. Um, and Army is favored by three. You said you're going with Army in this one. Yeah, I'm. I'm taking the the favorite in this game. Um, I think Army's just a little bit better than Navy is. Yeah, you know, I, and that's kind of where I was leaning. I hate to since this is the only game. I hate to do it exactly the same, but I kind of was leading Army in this one as well. I think Army has played a a few better games, tougher games, um, and even one a, a tougher game or two. Um, so I was leaning Army in this one. Uh, um, so I think that's what I'll do as well is go with Army. Mm-hmm. I know it's I know it's the same from what we're doing, but the the only other is the Heisman race. Yeah. So on Saturday, it always used to be at New York, but I believe they changed it last year, and I believe they're doing it now in Las Vegas. Um, so yeah. there is four. There was announced on Monday four um, spots this year going to I'm going to say Vegas um, for the fight. You know, for the Heisman Show. And it is the two Pac-12 quarterbacks, Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr. And then you've Mm -hmm. got the SEC quarterback, Jaden Daniels from LSU. And you have Marvin Harrison Jr., wide receiver from Ohio State, that made 
the four that's going to so yeah. I thought we'd have fun with it and I thought we would um you know say a little bit about each one or however you want to do it and then pick a winner. Well, I really I really like Michael Pinks Jr. um you know he took he led Washington to an undefeated year. Um he he beat Oregon twice, once in the regular season and once in the Pac-12 championship. Um, you know, Penix through, I think, for 162 yards against Oregon State. He followed that up with 204 yards against Washington State. He had some really big games, um, and, and he was really impressive this year. But I don't think he's going to be the winner, and I've been high on him all year. I just don't think he's going to be the winner of the Heisman Trophy. When I, when it's all said and done, I think it's going to be um, Jaden Daniels. Um, to me, he was the most dominant um, player in the final month of the year. You know, you look back at the Florida game, he had over 600 total yards against Florida. He dominated the Gators. Um, you know, he threw for 3,000 yards. Um, I think he ran for 1,000. And he and he had 50 touchdowns. Um, impressive, impressive, impressive numbers that Jaden Daniel put up. Um, and he had, I think, two 350 total yards in each of his final three games in four scores. And this wasn't against just any ordinary competition. This was against Alabama, I think Florida, um, Texas A&M. So he solidified himself, I think to win the Heisman and, and all season long, I always, I put Michael Penix Jr. Down. Um, I loved him all year long. I think what he's done is an amazing job. He's led that Washington team to, to an undefeated season and a chance to play for the college football playoff. But when you look at the numbers, you got to go with Jaden Daniels because he has done the most impressive, I think, especially in the SEC. I'm not knocking the Pac-12, but you got to know who Jaden Daniels has to go up against every single week, day in and day out in the SEC. It's tough. And he did that every single week, and that's why I give the edge to Jaden Daniels, and that's why I choose him to be my husband trophy winner. So my question to you is this. Is nine and three enough to win the Heisman? That's a good question. Um, now there's been there's been a lot of snubs. You know, you could go I down the line. Daniels, I think Jaden Daniels has the numbers. I just mm -hmm. the only thing I question because a lot of times your Heisman winner comes from you know, an 11, 11 and one or 12 and oh, or maybe a 10 mm. and two, but you know, in the well, chase for I'll a, say this. a championship I'll, and LSU wasn't. And I'll, I'll bring it, I'll bring this up. There was a year in the early nineties when Nebraska had that and Tommy Frazier didn't even win it. Yeah. So it, it's possible. Yeah. I mean, you never know. I'm just saying that, you know, I think Jaden Daniels is, is head and shoulders really above the other ones. But he I got to start out. I, I love that Marvin Harrison – I love that Marvin Harrison Jr. made this. Um, two years in a row, he's had over 1,200 yards. Um, he had 14 touchdowns. I think he had like 15 last year. But very, very consistent numbers um, in, in two years in a row. Um, and now he had a lot less receptions this time. He had like eighty or eighty-nine or something last year, and he only and he only had sixty-seven. I'll say this about Marvin Harrison Jr. You know, I'm glad he's part of the. Um, you know. Heisman presentation, you know, he was the best non-quarterback in this um, this season. But 
he had to play his best game of the year against Michigan to actually get into the running. And and he he was good all year long, but there was a lot of inconsistencies. And at the end of the day, I just think the quarterback – I think a quarterback's going to win this, um, unfortunately. Um, and and I, like I said, I just think well, it's Jamie I mean, Daniels. For the most part, it's a quarterback award. It is. They don't. But, they don't want to say that, of course. But well, we I did mean, see for the most part. We did see a defensive player win it. What was it in '97, '98? Was it Charles Woodson over Peyton Manning? And I still have nightmares over that snub. Peyton Manning should have been the Heisman Trophy winner, yeah. but that's a, that's a topic for another day. Charles yeah. Woodson had a, had a great year that year, but did you even see the numbers that Peyton Manning put I mean, up that season? I agree, I agree too. Well, yeah, Penix Jr. I mean, should be ridiculous. Penix but, Jr. should so, win because you know, of his opportunity to to get to the college football playoff and such. But the number numbers wise, if if, if they're going to put it by numbers, it's Jaden Daniels at the end of the day. Clyde says he hopes that Jaden Daniels wins it. Um. This is probably Jay. Um, this he says Penix Jr. should win. So, I agree you with know, you. We've got a few people in the comments here. Just wanted. To I that agree up. with you, but if you're going by numbers, you're um, going with Jay and Daniel. Jay, fanboys, and yes, I mean I just feel like I'm going to be honest with you. I think it's going to be Jaden Daniels even though he was nine and three. And I think Penix Jr. is going to be second. I'll and be Jay, surprised I'm, if it's not that. And, 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 slightly. and I'll say this, I'm not disagreeing with Jay. He, Like he said, he won eight of those games on his own because of the defense where they gave up a lot of yardage. He won a lot of those games by himself. And, and that's no small feat. That's a really good feat. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree with you, Jay. His last his last two games was bad numbers, but he did have that big, big game against um, Florida. I think that's what's inflated a little bit of his numbers was the Florida game where he had six hundred. Yeah, I mean, Jay, you might so, be right. You know, it could be flipped. I, I think it's those two. I think the winner will either be Jaden Daniels or or Penix Jr. But I'm sitting here tonight, two. and I, I'm I'm telling you guys that I'm going to pick somebody. I think I'm going to pick Jaden Daniels as the winner. Just trying to just trying to have a little fun with it with the show. I really do. And and I do before we go off of that, I do want to give props to Bo Nix as well. I mean Bo Nix has had two stellar great seasons out at Oregon. I mean he has picked defenses apart. Unfortunately, he's had three chances and he couldn't beat Penix and Washington. And, you know, I I, I think that's going to be a tale when it comes down to it. But Bo Nix has had a great season. It's good to see him there um, at the presentation. All right. John, we're going to move into college basketball because there really is nothing else on Saturday to talk about when it comes to college football. So these are all Saturday games. I got about seven or eight of them. Then we got a couple of Sunday games. Um, there is not spreads out for these games yet. So John and I are just going to talk about them and pick winners. Um, we've got number 20, Illinois, going to Knoxville to play number 17, Tennessee, on Saturday. Um, and, you know, these are two top 20 teams. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a hostile environment. What do you think, John? It is. Uh, SEC um, needs to wake up. They, they do. And the this S is an opportunity. SEC has a not done good in these games. No, this is a big opportunity for um, Tennessee. Um, you know, they got a really good defensive team which they had the lapse against North Carolina, what, a couple of weeks ago, where they gave up, I think, 90 points, 100 points, something like that. But overall, they've been pretty consistent. 
Um, they're facing a really good Illinois team. Illinois beat FAU this past week. Um, Illinois has got a really good player in Terrence Channing Jr. He's a he's a senior guard. The biggest player in this game to me is is a new name that has come up with Illinois. Marcus Domask. He's a senior guard from Southern Illinois. He's a transfer from Southern Illinois. He he's played really well lately. I think he's a key for Saturday's game. But I also think on the opposite side of things, on Tennessee side of things, Vescovi has got to keep going, get going. Vescovi has not had his normal Vescovi type season. He's not really hitting, shooting the ball that well. He, he's not. Everybody else is doing what they need to do except Vescovi. And I think Vescovi needs to hit some shots Saturday if they want to have an opportunity to win, which they're good either way because they got Ziegler. Um, I think he comes off the bench. They got Josiah Jordan-James. He's a senior guard. Um, Mayshack is, is a really key guard in this game. I think they, they play a lot of good defensive pressure. Um, I'm not sure if Dalton Connect is out this week. I think he – I think I don't even know if he's back yet. He, he did have an ankle injury. I'm not I'm not real sure, but um, he's been he's been majority of their offense, honestly, um, all year. They need somebody new to step up, I think. And this game is a key thing, key game for Tennessee this weekend. Um, I think Tennessee wins this game. Um, but they will be challenged by Illinois. Illinois got a good basketball team. This is a really fun Illinois group. I mean, I think it's a key game for the SEC. I mean, the SEC is just not done great. Um, you know, at South at, at Clemson last night, South Carolina led pretty much the entire game and let it slide away at the end for another loss. I mean, Mississippi State has lost some games that was just head scratchers. Um, I mean, every team down through the road. I mean, Tennessee's already got three losses. Arkansas's got three losses. Um, A&M's lost a couple of times or one or twice, I think, that, mm -hmm. you know, that you're not so sure that they should lose. Um, I mean, it's just been a rough, rough month. It has. I mean, you've SEC. had Mississippi State. You've had Mississippi State lose a bye game. You've had Arkansas lose a bye game. You've had Missouri lose a bye game. You've had Kentucky lose a bye game. I mean, LSU's lost a bye game. I mean, it's been it's been hectic. It's been a rough month, and and everybody thought the SEC was going to be better and pretty good this year. But so far, one month in, it doesn't look that great. It, it's time for the mm -hmm. SEC to step up and start playing some ball. Talking about this game, I think this Connect kid coming in with Tennessee. He's good. He's a great player. He had 37 the other night before he got hurt. I mean, he's a great player, but I think that they are – everything, he's demanding the ball. Everything's kind of running through him, and I believe that's why Viscovi is, is struggling. Yeah, that's, that's, I think that's part of it. I don't think the offense is open enough for some of the other players. I mean, Triple J, Josiah James, whatever his name is, uh, um, the other night, hit like two threes and, and hit like a 12-footer um, in that game. And, you know, they wind up losing when Connect got hurt at the end mm -hmm. um, in the – I think that was the North Carolina game, wasn't it, I believe? Yeah, it was. Um, you know – yeah, and, you know, so – but their offense is stagnant outside of getting him the ball. Yeah, it's, and it's very um, – I, I, I think they're going to have to fix that if they want to be the Tennessee that they have been, where they're whipping the ball around, shooting some threes. I think they're going to have to fix that. They are. That's just my opinion. This is I in feel like Knoxville. I'm going to pick. This, I'm going to pick Tennessee too. in this, this game. It's going to be a challenge, though. But Tennessee needs to win this game, and I'm 
Everybody who knows me knows that I hate Tennessee. <laughs> okay? Everybody who knows me knows that. Okay? And I'm telling you right now, Tennessee, for the first time in a long time, I'm telling you, I'm pulling for you to win on Saturday in Knoxville. And I don't say that hardly ever. Okay? <laughs> Just saying. The next one, this is a tough game on Saturday. This is an SEC game. Alabama is playing Purdue in Toronto. Um, you know, they're kind of the same way. Their whole offense is kind of going around Grant Nelson. Yeah. Who's their best player? Well, don't get me wrong. I get it. But – I watched them play one game the other night and I felt kind of the same way. And like every trip down the floor, I mean, if you can double team him, I mean, and make him shoot a contested shot, you have a chance of beating them because they don't hardly do anything else. I think in this game, Alabama needs to get Mark Sears going. Um, their senior guard. I think he's a big plus for this team. Um, Sears is. Um, I think Rylan Griffith, Griffin is. Um, I, I feel like Nick Pringle has played really well. He's a senior forward. Um, Estrada has played pretty good. He was a transfer from Hofstra. But to me, if Alabama wants to win this game, I think Mark Sears has got to get going pretty soon. Um I just feel like he's – I don't know. It's just off and on here and there, you know. And I just – he needs to pick it up a little bit because they're going up against a team in Purdue that is really, really good. You know, if you look at Purdue's guard play, they got Fitch, Fletcher Lawyer, Braden Smith, Mason Gillis. They're better. Um, Their guard yeah, play yeah, is better. better. And, they got, and, they, and they got Zach Eady in the middle. And, and Purdue's a better basketball team than they were a year ago. Let's just be Let's just be real here. They um, are. I know everybody. Three I know times. everybody, everybody gets down on Purdue. I know everybody gets down on Purdue because they they do good in the season, and then they kind of flame out in the tournament. But this is a better team than they were a year ago. They're more experienced and 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 guard play. And they got have the record. I don't know that that team had a year ago, but this team plays better than that team last year. I agree with you. This this will be a challenge for Alabama. I, I I'm going to take Purdue in this one. I really am. I am too. I'm going to too. I I just think their guards are better. Yeah, I mean, I I just can't take Bama in this game against Purdue. I just can't. Um, our next one we're going to talk about. These are all Saturday games. I'll tell you when I switch over. But these are Saturday games. Number 23, Wisconsin, plays at number one, Arizona. And by the way, this is the first time Arizona has been number one in college basketball since 2014. I'm going to tell you something. This Arizona team is for real. They're tough. Um, they got Caleb Love, the transfer from North Carolina. Um, they brought in John Keshad Johnson from uh, San Diego State. Um, Tubelis is or not Tubelis. Um, Balo is back. Pell Larson is back. Um, Kylan Boswell has stepped up in the backcourt. Um, Jaden Bradley has had a big ha had a big year with them this year. This is a really fun Arizona team, and they got the guards to win a national championship. Um, and, and they're ranked number one for and they're ranked number one for a reason. On the other side, um, Wisconsin. You know, they get blown out a couple games, and then they go up and they beat Marquette. How do we handle Wisconsin? They're just up and down. Um, that's, up, why, that's why I'm going to take Arizona in this game. I just don't trust Wisconsin's guard play against Arizona's. Arizona, to me, is the best team in college basketball right now. And 
I mean, you can say Marquette might be the best, you know, Purdue might be the best, other teams might be the best. But for me, the way Arizona has played as of recent, they're the number one team in the country for a reason. So give me Arizona. Um, I mean, they played great. They're the ones that won the. Did aren't they the ones that won? Which uh, feast tournament was they in? Arizona. They were in one, weren't they? I think. I can't remember. Was it the, was it the ESPN Invitational? It might have been. I can't oh, remember. I can't it's remember been either. There's, there's been some, there's been so many games. Well, this Arizona team is for real. Wisconsin's been up and down. They did go door like from buzzer to buzzer. Uh, beat Michigan State the other night and and looked pretty good. But I think this this is going to be at Arizona. Um, they've been playing really well. So I'm going I'm going to take Arizona in this one. And the next one we're going to talk about, again, this is uh, SEC team. They're going and playing Oklahoma, number 19, Oklahoma. Um, and they're Arkansas is 5-3. Oklahoma's undefeated, like 8-0, something like that. Um, mm -hmm. And they're playing on Saturday. This Arkansas team, you just don't know what you're going to get. Sometimes no, they can look really, really good. And sometimes they can't hardly put the ball in the bucket. I've watched a few games, and I'm just like, man, they couldn't beat a good high school team. And the reason why, it's not because they're very athletic and can run, jump. I mean, you know, I, they're all over the place. But I have watched a, a, about three or four of their games so far. And the one common thing when they play bad they can't score. They one time, I mean, I bet you I counted, I bet you in one half they missed like 13 layups. Layups yep. to the basket. And they're and they're going to be without Tre Trevon Brazil. I mean, he's got an injury right now, so they're gonna be they're gonna be out of out of man um for a bit. So Devo Davis is gonna have to step up for Arkansas. That's gonna hurt. And I'm going to say this. Yeah, that's going to hurt. Oklahoma's got a really good team. Um, they got the they got the transfer from Pitt, John Hughley. Um, they got JV McCollum. He, I think, he was a transfer from Siena. Um, they got Jalen Moore. He was a transfer from Georgia Tech. This Oklahoma team is better than people are, are, think. They're a really good basketball team. They beat USC um, early in the year. Um, they won the other night. I'm trying to think. I can't remember their schedule. That's the thing about having these things. I, I don't even know. This is one team I haven't caught yet. I haven't caught any Oklahoma. So I don't I, um, I don't really know that much about them yet, to be honest. I, I had their schedule laying out. I can't um they beat USC. They beat Iowa, which this year Iowa's not as good as they was a year ago. Um, they beat Providence. Um, and then they play Arkansas this weekend. So another quad one win for Oklahoma. And they're going to be setting up good for the NCAA tournament and starting Big 12 play. This is a fun Oklahoma team. If you haven't got to watch them play, I suggest yeah. you watch them play this weekend. They're a really good basketball team. And I think I'm going to take Oklahoma I mean, in this game. I, was, I don't – right well, now, I just don't going, trust – We've been going the, the same. It seems like we've been going the same through this. So, I'll take Arkansas in this one, but I'm not real confident in that pick. I'm just doing that not, because we've been, kind of, we've been kind of going the same through this, and I'm trying to do at least one or two of them different. Um, so – the next game is both of these teams are undefeated right now, by the way. Clemson won again last night at home. South Carolina, who was an undefeated team before last night. 
um, come back and won in North Carolina. They're number 24 in the country, and they're playing TCU. I'm going to say this about Clemson. And I think this, I think this is part of that Toronto deal. Playing this Toronto. is the best. This is the best Clemson team since they had Jamison and Mac and Terrell McIntyre um, back in the early nineties. This is a really good Clemson team. You know they got PJ. They got PJ um, Chase Hunter. They got Jack Clark. He's a senior transfer from NC State. Gerard, the transfer from Syracuse. I'm, I'm just going to be straight up about this Clemson team. Gerard is really good. They are talented enough to go to the Elite Eight. That's how good they are. They got they got the that's, shooters to prove it. That's a pretty stout word. If Jay's still on here, if Jay's still on here, he's going to back you up on that one, but. This this team is good enough. This team is good enough to go to the lead eight. They're that good. They got shooters. They got the inside game with PJ Hall. Ready? They're good enough to get to the Sweet Sixteen. I'm not ready to say Elite Eight yet. I think with the right draw, they can get to the Sweet Sixteen or the Elite Eight with the right draw. Okay. They are a really good team now. TCU is undefeated as well in this game. Yeah, TCU. And if if anybody's seen the other night, um, Emmanuel, was it Emmanuel Miller maybe? He hit a game-winning shot against Georgetown, broke the hearts of Georgetown from like half – was it maybe a half-court shot? He banked it in off the glass like – Yeah. He's a really good player. Um, I'm not – I haven't really watched a lot of – I haven't really watched a lot of TCU games this year. I just haven't – I just really haven't took the time to sit down and watch, watch them. I haven't I know, either yet. But I know that he's a really good player. Um, I think they got – I think they got Coles. Um, he, he's Jacoby Coles. Um, they, they did bring back Chuck O'Bannon, Jr. Um, they got the, the Anderson kid from Oklahoma State, Avery Anderson, Jr., um, he's a really good guard. So this is a fun team that Jamie Dixon has in TCU. And this game is might be the most underrated game of the weekend, to be honest. Um, both teams are playing really well right now. A win by Clemson. And Clemson's going to move up big time in the post. They possibly could go up to 15 or 13 this well, week. And they've already got some pretty good wins. They do. And this is a fun Clemson team. They do. I'm just going to put it that. This early in the year, it's a fun team to watch. I'm going to pick Clemson in this one, I think. Like, they've kind of impressed me so far. I don't yeah, know that I, much about TCU, though. So, I, I know a little bit. Yeah. There's a couple of guys there that, that come back, and then they got a couple of three or four transfers. But TCU's a really fun team, too. All right, so the next game we're going to talk about is Missouri goes to Lawrence to play number two, Kansas. And if you remember this time last year, Kansas went to Columbia and got demolished. I don't I don't know if you remember that, but I think they got beat by like 30. I remember. They just ran and ran and ran and basically ran – Ran Kansas out of the gym um, and just killed them last year. So now Missouri has to go to Lawrence to play. Well, and I think a lot, too, Missouri don't have Kobe Brown this year. They don't have Hodge, um, and they don't have Mosley. Um, no. Nope. You know, th- they lost a lot this year. Um, they did get back Carter. Um, they got back Sean East. They got back Honor, Nick Honor. He's a really good player. Um, Tamar Bates, the transfer from Indiana, he, he's going to be a big key in this game, I think, um, especially, you know, um, going up against the likes of Hunter Dickinson and um, Dewan that plays for Kansas. Um, lost train of thought. His 
Oh, that's awful, isn't it? I'm forgetting things. Um, Dewan Harris. Dewan Harris, he plays for Kansas. Um, he's a really good player. He really, he really had a great year, to be honest. Let's be honest. I think the biggest thing is Kevin Except McCullough. For the Kentucky game. Well, yeah, he had that one. He had two or three shots where he he hasn't hit all year and he hits them. So Kevin McCullough has had a good year. Um, DJ Adams is kind of off and on. Um, Kimberlake has really been a, KJ, a big KJ Adams. KJ Adams. Um, Timberlake has been a very how do you say this? It's been disappointing. The transfer from Towson, he just hasn't had the year that I thought he would. Um, he was supposed to be a big piece. To, I'm gonna be honest with Kansas you. I take on Kansas, they go about four deep. They do, they have and that's four it. really good players. The depth, the depth is not good. Outside of that. And, a really good Outside team. Outside of those four players, just not that much, really. And a really good team has seven or eight, nine guys. To me, going forward in the tournament down the road, they're going to wear Kansas down. Kansas, to me, Kansas plays really good defense, but the issue you with Kansas – You get one of those four players in foul trouble, and they're in trouble. Here's the thing, though. I tell people this all the time, and they don't want to listen. Hunter Dickinson is great against guys not his size. But the moment you put somebody his size on him, he he, he gets pressure put on him. And that's where I think somewhere along the lines yeah. in the tournament, they'll, they'll end up losing. But there's because, not very many people that have seven foot guys. I agree with you. But the thing with Kansas, to me, going forward yeah. – is down the road they're going to have to hit shots. Um, they're not a great shooting team. When they're hot, they're hot, but they're not a great shooting team. They're going to have to hit shots to win a, uh, a repeat – or not a repeat, but to get back to where they want to go. Yeah. So, I mean, I do think they're going to win this game against Kansas. I mean, against Missouri. Mm -hmm. Kansas will win, so I'm going to pick them. Um, I, I just don't think they're going to go into Lawrence. Uh, this Missouri team is not the same Missouri team. Now, I think they're like six and two or something. But yeah, they're, they're not good, quite as good as what they were last they just year, don't, I don't think. They don't have that, that go-to guy like they had with Kobe Brown. All right, we're going to move on to the next one. Again, these are Saturday games. These are Saturday night games, later games. Number 14, BYU, goes to 6-2 and two, Utah. Mm -hmm. um, BYU is undefeated still. And coached yeah, by a former yeah. Wildcat, just so y'all know, Mark, Mark Pope. Mark Pope, yeah. They got some shooters. I'm telling you, this BYU team can flat play. Um, you know, they got – and they're averaging – And I think they're averaging like 90 points a game. Um, Spencer Johnson is a big part of that. They got Jackson Robinson, Dallin Hall. Josh, we did talk um, to Army Navy. They got the – they got Dawson we both Baker. picked Army. Um, Dawson Baker was a transfer from UC Irvine. Um, they, I think they got another transfer from Charlotte, um, Khalifa. Um, Traor is is the main key for this BYU team, though. The the man in the middle, he's the one that makes the thing makes things happen. And when you got him, and then you got the guards yeah. they got, and can shoot, they're playing like a machine right now. They absolutely, they are. They, it's the last what three four games. They've been in the, uh, in the upper 90s, and either they're really – and, you know, they got them in the net, I think, at one, two, three, something like that. Either they're really good or we're overrating them. You know what I mean? Like, they're not – we're, we're going to find out pretty quick, though, because they're going to start getting into to, to conference play, and they're going to have to play better teams, and we're going to see where BYU sits – when uh, 
when when about February rolls around. But Mark Pope's got a really good team, and I think I think they win this game. Um, I don't think Utah has the horses to hang with them. Yeah, I don't either. This Utah, this BYU team is playing great. Josh, to answer your question, 1996 champion Mark Pope, um, Kentucky champion, um, is the BYU head coach. And he's doing a fantastic job out there. Um <laughs> so they're going to start uh, arguing about Army and Navy. Hey, we have to pick somebody, and Army's favored, so I'm picking Army. Yeah, you have to, you have to pick somebody in this game. All right. So the next Saturday night game we're going to talk about is number seven, Gonzaga goes to Washington. Washington is five and three. They're being led by two former Kentucky Wildcats, Keon Brooks and Severe Wheeler. Mm -hmm. And they are assists and points, I believe. And uh, Keon's averaging eight or nine rebounds a game, too. He's playing really well. 23 points and eight or nine rebounds. I I don't know what to think of Gonzaga right now because this is not – this is post – Drew Timmy, um, they did get back Watson. They got back knowing It's Hickman. a different team. This is a different team than what they have been. It's a completely different team. They got the Nimhard kid from Creighton, yeah. the guard. Uh, I'm not real – I don't know. I think they're going to get challenged here coming up. You know, they play at Washington. Um, they play in Lexington against Kentucky. So, we're going to find out where Gonzaga stands. Probably by the end of February, January, um, I, many thought that St. Mary's was going to be a competitor in the um, WCC. But now that St. Mary's is not having such a good year, I'm not sure they haven't. Like, they haven't played very well. They haven't, and and maybe it is Gonzaga's to, to lose yeah. this year again. So um, we'll find out more about this Gonzaga team. They're still a good basketball team. Yeah, I just don't think there is. Ten- Santa Clara has played good out there. They have. Santa Clara could be a little threat in the Santa Clara's looking. Yeah, they play good out there. Washington, I mean, they're they're up and down. I've actually watched them a couple of times this year, two and a half, Mm -hmm. really. Um, They're up and down. There are times where they look really good, and then there are times where they have struggled to score. So – this is a home game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this Gonzaga team plays completely different than what they have different. played. Different. Um, different team here. They're more guard, you know, oriented with this team, and we're used to them having the big guy in the middle the last three seasons. Um, yeah. You know, it just looks different the way they play. But they do they have a lot of talent on this team. They do. So, and I think know, I'm going to take Nolan Hickman. I'm going to take Gonzaga. I think Nolan Hickman has improved too as a guard. I think he's really improved he as a player. He has improved. Hickman has improved quite a bit. I've watched him a couple of times. He has improved. I'm going to take Gonzaga, even though the fan in me is going to probably pull for Washington just because of the two Kentucky guys. I really liked Keon Brooks. He was my favorite on on a couple of those teams, bad teams that we had that he played on. And I hope the best for him. So just just so you guys know, we got a couple of Cat fans on here with us. All right. So we got two more games on Sunday. These are Sunday games. Colorado plays number 15 Miami on Sunday. College basketball. I like this Miami team. And and I think everybody is judging them on the loss that they had um, in Lexington. And I don't think that's fair because, you know, Kentucky just had a really great night. 
They shot the ball well. They couldn't miss. Um, and Miami just couldn't hit. Um, I think Nigel Pack had maybe two points. Um, Nigel Pack is a big part of this offense. Um, Poplar is a really big pop part of this offense. Um, Norchad O'Meara, he's 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 a big guy in the middle that's really well really well um, put together, and he's a really good player. Um, this Miami team's fun to watch, and they're going to get things together. But here's my biggest issue with Miami: they miss Isaiah Wong more than they think. Isaiah Wong was their biggest facilitator. He knew how to get to the rim. He could shoot. I feel like if Isaiah Wong was here, they would be more of they a title got, threat. They still got really good guard play, though. They do. They do. They got good guard play, and, and they try to they try to rush you and make you play the way they want to play, and they tried to do the same with Kentucky. And that that didn't work out too well because Kentucky has what they have. There's Colorado team too. Yeah. So I like this Miami team. I think they're going to get better as the year goes. Um, if we're being honest, I think them and Clemson are the two best teams in the ACC next to North Carolina. And did you not hear me? I didn't even mention Duke. <laughs> Ain't that crazy? <laughs> Duke, Duke, Duke is mm. not Duke. Duke is not Duke right now. I don't know what's going on with Duke right now. They're just not playing real, real good yeah. right now. It's not, it's not your Duke team that you normally see. So, I agree. North Car North Carolina kind of went through that last. They did year first fell, so we'll see. Yeah, I'm going to take Miami in this one. Um, I think this Miami team is a lot better than people are, have been giving credit after the Kentucky loss as well. Um, yeah. So I, I'm going to take Miami in this one. I think they're a good – as far as picking is Memphis plays at number 21, Texas A&M on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Again, we started out talking about how the SEC needs to fare – this is a game the SEC absolutely needs to win. Well, and at home. My biggest thing with AM, they need to get healthy. They're they're beat up right now. Um, they did beat DePaul last night, but if we're being frank, DePaul is not a really good basketball team. Um, they're they're pretty bad. But Texas AM, I think they was missing Tyrese Radford, um, which I think when he comes back and they get all the players together, like Wade Taylor and all them, Julius Marble, um, Henry Coleman be back. Um, I think this is a really legit Texas A&M team, and I think they got a shot to go to the Sweet 16. They're a team that could even make a run to the Final Four. They're that good because they played good defense. Buzz Williams plays good defense, and Buzz Williams might be one of the most underrated coaches in the country that many don't even speak, speak about. Um, he's really good coach, Buzz Williams is. And on the I mean, other I side of things, other side I, of things, I'm not big on Memphis. I don't know. Memphis has just been too up and down for me. One one week they look really good, and the next week they don't look like a. I don't know. Like last night they beat VCU on the road, then they I go mean, back and I, lose. I watched them play last night, and they and they pulled out a win against VCU, but it really wasn't all that impressive, to be honest. Um, this VCU team is now four and five. I'm just not sure. I mean, you know, I, I really feel like Texas A&M, this is a game that they should absolutely win at home. So I'm going to take A&M in this game. Um, I think Penny's got his, he's doing a, a decent job with what he has. I mean, I think they're six and two. I will say so, this. You know, I think he's doing a, a decent job. I will say this. We, we uh, was, with what he has, to be honest. We, we was talking about the Alabama game earlier in Purdue. Um, I'm going to say this because it kind of referred back to that. Alabama really misses Javon Quinterly. They really do. All right, Clyde. You ask what about Kentucky versus Penn? I don't think this Penn team is very good, to be honest. They're, they're from not. from 
from everything that I have seen so far about this pen team and read about them, I don't think this pen team is very good. This is a game that Kentucky should easily handle. Hopefully, we play more than six guys. Hopefully, if we need to, we play a guy by the name of Jordan Burks and Joey Hart. Since you brought them there, since you since you brought them there for scholarships, why don't you give them a chance in a game? Well, I mean, I'm just and, saying. And, and I'm not real sure if DJ Wagner is going to be back. I, I mean, I haven't even heard that. I don't know that he so will much. either. That's why I, I said, I hopefully, we will play a couple of guys that are scholarship kids that were three- and four-star kids, and if they can't play against UNC Wilmington and Penn, they don't need to be there. I'm just I will say, I will say, I will say this, though. I give props to Kentucky for going and playing this game because most teams wouldn't go and play on the road like this. Um, and, and it's a homecoming of sorts for Justin Edwards. Justin Edwards is going back to, to where he played. Um, it's going to be a homecoming for him. A lot of his family's going to be there. So it, it's, it's kind of a nice little trip for these kids right before the Christmas break to, yes, to get. Yes. Well, and they got, they got North Carolina coming up next Saturday, which this is the part of the schedule that everybody hates, where they play one Saturday, then they they skip it for another week, um, and that's just that's how Cal's always scheduled it. He's always done it that way. Um, he'll probably do that until he retires. So you just got to deal yeah. with it. It's just part. And he has the Camp Cal thing, the Camp Cal deal, um, which is probably coming up pretty soon. So hopefully we'll get a tweak. We'll get a tweak. We'll get a tweak. <laughs> oh, I'm so, I, I don't even want to hear that word, John. Don't oh even goodness, say that man. word on our oh show. Goodness, man. I hate that word. You have no idea. Oh, my goodness. I, oh, my goodness. I, I hate it. I don't, <laughs> don't want to hear that word, okay? hate it. Well, to be fair, Josh, to be fair, to be fair, Penn does have some decent three-point shooters, but – I don't think they're on the same level as UNC Wilmington. I that's that's I, I think they're the giving credit on them itself is what I'm talking about. I just don't think they are um, anywhere near the caliber team that UNCW Talent. was. Yeah, just, it's from what I have read. Now Penn did beat Villanova, so you, you got to take this game lightly. You can't, you can't fall asleep during this game because if you do, you'll have two back-to-back by losses, and you can't yeah. do that. So, you want to do the final buzzer? Yeah. Yeah, I think I just did mine. <laughs> well, mine, mine is. All right, the fact hang on. That, let me let me take this off. All right, go ahead. This is this is John's final buzzer. My final buzzer is this: is Deion Sanders? Deion Sanders made a comment this week, said that he wanted more privacy. Um, this year, what did you think was going to happen when all this was going on? that all the buzz, all the hype, he said he wanted a lot more privacy than he had, you know, was it like, I don't know how he said it. I can't remember how it was phrased. Well, he but, did just lose his 12-year girlfriend. Yeah. He no, did just lose his 12-year girlfriend the other day. So, And they said he wanted more privacy with the team and such. What did you think was going to happen when the when these media people hopped him up and, and, pushed, and pushed something? To, to make him think that he was going to be well, when he's they, when he's talking and acting like prime time. I, I mean, mean, when he's talking think? and acting like prime time. I mean, you know, what do you think? Yeah. What do you think's going to happen? I mean, so that was that was my kind of end of thing. I just felt like that needs to be a little just said be a coach, because man. 
What did Josh Hart say? Yeah. Tell us what you know. I don't know. I don't I'm know not anything. Sure what he's talking I just, about there. I just know that what Dion said was he wanted more privacy with the team and such. But you're not going to get that when you get hyped up to go nine and zero and win a national champ. That's how they build them up, and they built these kids up to to, to turn them down. And I feel that's a bad thing because, you know, and they even made him what? They made him like a sportsman or something for winning four games. Like, come on now. Yeah, Sports like, Illustrated like, made him the man of the year. I like Dion. He's cocky. That, that's that's understandable. Sportsman of the year. You just don't – for four wins, for four wins, I don't get it. That's just me, but. And by the way, somebody said, made a comment. They quote yeah. read it said that his girlfriend was going into the transfer portal. So there you go. <laughs> well, that's already been a meme. I've seen it. I, I tried not to laugh, to be honest with you, because it is terrible when stuff like that happens. Uh, but is. at the same time, we, we, all this we, 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 other we, stuff in Colorado – has lost some players, lost some commitments. Now, they did get a big one today. Uh, one of they the did. top offensive linemen committed to them, a five-star kid. So, maybe that will turn things around for him. And but my final the, buzzer, but, I've already kind of said it. Well, play my, your players. Cal, play your players. And, and my second, my second we part can't of this. Beat guys. We can't beat teams. Hang on. We can't beat teams. Playing six guys. You've been doing that for four years, and we've been losing consistently. Mm -hmm. And this team deserves better. They're too talented. They can't play 37, 39, and 40 minutes every game. Well, they and the thing, too, out. Bradshaw. I'm telling you. Bradshaw Stop brought up the playing your guys 38, 40 minutes. Bradshaw brought up a great point this week. He said that after the UNC Wilmington game, they did wall sits and they put lids on the basket and made them do offensive rebound, defensive rebound. He said it was a lot of – he said I, I wanted to sleep after the two-hour – he said I, I felt like I was in boot camp. And maybe – did Maybe you this see his comment today? Bradshaw's comments today was that he had been telling Calipari for the last couple of weeks that he was ready to play. That's what he 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 said it himself in an interview, and that he he just had to wait it out because there was a process and blah blah blah, but that. Bradshaw himself had been telling him that he was ready to go. Yeah. I, I don't know what the deal is, but you have to play your guys. You cannot. If you, if you have not learned yet that you can't shorten the rotation and win like Kentucky expects, then I'm not sure you're going to because – that you've done this, this the game, uh, the uh, Saturday. This is now in year five of this same crap, mm -hmm. and we're getting beat by University of North Carolina Wilmington. We are but Kentucky basketball. I'm gonna say this. To be fair, I got mad about this too, and I. I UNC Wilmington's a really good basketball team. They're better than people think. I think in the Kimpom, they're 109, 110. But I, I'm like you said, we shouldn't if lose we to these had teams. To play them somewhere else. Not at Rupp. I'm sorry. No, not at Rupp. But what I'm saying, if, it, if this had been a new Quit putting your excuses out. Well, I, maybe we shouldn't have scheduled this team and blah, blah, blah. Quit with your crap and just play your guys that have the talent and, and rotate them out and play Kentucky basketball. I agree with you. We but shouldn't be I'm, scoring I'm, 60, 69 points or 73 points or whatever. 
but uh, but uh, but to end this, I just want to say um, to Ray Ridiculous. Davis, to Ray Davis, a lot of people wouldn't make that decision that he made tonight for playing in the bowl game, but he's a yeah, high character a, guy. Pretty, yeah, absolutely. He he knows that his team needs him, and you know he's not being selfish. He knows he's going to, you know, this is his last game. And he's going to go out the right way. So, props to props to Ray Davis. That's all I got. Well, if you don't know Ray Davis's history, check out his history and what he's been through. He's a great you'll human understand. being, and you'll because understand because of yep. what he's went through. So, yep. yeah, absolutely. Oh, by the way, all right, guys, I got, I that's got, our show. Got, this is State College. Sports guest. I got. I gotta say something. How about you, Packers? All right. I can't. I can't ride them anymore. I cannot ride the Packers right now. They're playing good football right now. They're six and six. They're good. They're playing. They're better. six and six. They better. are playing some pretty good football. I can't. They I have. Can't a, they have a shot to make the playoffs. I can't say anything. So better than the jump on you. I can't jump on you right now. <laughs> Jet, jet, jets. That's so. all I'm saying. J E T S. Jets, jets, jets. jets. <laughs> oh, there's a. You got me all choked up. <laughs> all right, man. We're going to call it a night. We will see you um, Sunday for the weekend wrap up show at 3 p.m. Central.